coming up. The first Passover took place thousands of years ago. So how is it relevant to us in these modern times? The answer may surprise you. Welcome, everybody, to At Home in Jerusalem, the podcast on Aish.com. I'm Heather Dean, and this is the place where each week I speak with a well-known Torah scholar who shares important insights from the Torah that will make home life better. And this week, I'm at the home of my guest, Rabbi Beryl Wine, where we will discuss Passover and how this festival is relevant to us in today's modern world. Rabbi Wine is a well-known author and historian who lectures extensively around the world. Rabbi Wine also is established the Destiny Foundation, from which audiences and students everywhere can access his books and audio presentations, as well as drama and documentary film projects by visiting the website jewishdestiny.com. And to learn about Rabbi Wine's upcoming tours and speaking engagements, to read his popular weekly blog posts, or to invite Rabbi Wine to speak to your community, visit rabbiwine.com. That's R-A-B-B-I-W-E-I-N.com. Welcome back to At Home in Jerusalem, Rabbi Beryl Wine. Thank you, thank you. When most of us hear the word Passover, okay, so we think about the Jewish holiday, which took place thousands of years ago when God took the Jewish people out of Egypt. That and every year Jewish people gather together for the Passover Seder and have four cups of wine and eat a lot of matzah. So this is obviously a, a simplistic overview. I'd like to find out from you why the Passover story is relevant to the Jewish people now in modern times. Because the Passover story is the story of the Jewish people. It's the story of how we became the Jewish people Mm -hmm. and the story of defining who the Jewish people are and for what purpose. Mm -hmm. There are many people who have gained their freedom over the centuries and there are many times that they have lost their freedom as well. If you define freedom in terms of national existence or in terms of strength, But uh, the Jewish people uh, did not define freedom in those terms exclusively. Freedom meant the freedom of the soul. Mm -hmm. It meant an understanding that we worship the universal God of the world Mm -hmm. and that we have a mission. And in fact, the Torah teaches us that that was the reason the Jewish people were taken out of Egypt is because of their sense of mission and that the Lord, so to speak, entrusted us with that mission, and that mission is still incomplete. We still have to do it, so therefore Passover Mm -hmm. is still relevant to us because to a great extent we're still going out of Egypt in trying to fulfill the mission. Mm -hmm. Okay, so there's a chapter of the Talmud, the Mishnah, uh, all about Pesach. It's written about in the Torah. So... Why is it that we don't just read about it and as a nice story? Why must we tell this story every year? <laughs> because uh, a number of uh, a number of great educational lessons are taught here. Mm-hmm. Number one, without ritual, you cannot preserve history. Okay. And uh, if there is no ritual, then the history disappears. I don't mean to be sarcastic, but uh, for instance, the 4th of July to many Americans today is a tire sale. <laughs> it is, it, you know, it's not, it's, it's, it's not what... It's commercial. It's not what uh, Thomas Jefferson or the Founding Fathers had in mind. 
and uh, without that sense of ritual and personal ritual. Mm-hmm. So when we eat the matzah, uh, that is our confirmation of the fact that this happened. We were slaves. The Lord redeemed us. He redeemed us for a purpose mm-hmm. and that we are part of the purpose. Mm-hmm. And the second idea here is repetitiveness. Uh, there is nothing uh, that uh, cements an idea in a person's mind and heart than the fact that it is repeated over and over and over mm-hmm. again. Mm-hmm. And the rabbis put that in the Haggadah. In every generation, we face challenges of simply existence. And the Lord saves us. Mm-hmm. And therefore, uh, we have a intimate connection to uh, the redemption from Egypt mm-hmm. because just as the Lord saved us then, he will continue to save us now as well. Very nice. I'm wondering if you could sort of set the scene as to how it happened, uh, sort of to bring to life what it actually looked like that first Passover when the Israelites are leaving Egypt and began to their trek to Mount Sinai. What did that actually look like, this procession of Israelites and their belongings leaving Egypt? Well, I didn't see the movie, so (laughs) I can't uh, be precise, but the entire story of Egypt is a miraculous one. Mm -hmm. It's not something that uh, is ordinary. So here you have uh, what has to be assumed to be uh, maybe 3 million people, 600,000 men uh, of military age, uh, so, and then there were women and children and elderly. And, uh, so you're talking uh, maybe three million people. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's a big caravan. That's a big, that's a big And caravan. that's, uh, you know, a long procession. Right, right. And they, uh, they marched. Uh, you know, they, you're not talking about uh, automobiles or trucks or trains or planes. You're talking about going out on foot. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's what it looked like. And uh, then when they come to the Red Sea, uh, they're stymied. And the Egyptians pursue them. So therefore, we need the miracle of the Red Sea. And then they proceed into the desert of Sinai. And they're going to live there for 40 years, millions of people in a trackless desert without food or uh, much water. And they're going to survive. Mm Uh, So all of that is this miraculous story, which we repeat in order to indicate again that uh, this is the work of God and that uh, it's our sense of mission. That's why he preserved us. Mm -hmm. So as you describe this big block of people making their way out of Egypt and through the desert, our people, what were the citizens of Egypt doing while the Israelites left? They were probably saying good riddance. They had a uh, very bad experience Mm -hmm. because of the plagues and the punishments and the death and destruction that was visited upon Egypt. Mm -hmm. And yet we see that when the Pharaoh thought that he had the the Israelites cornered at the sea, he was able to mobilize his army to pursue them and try and drive them back into Egypt. And... uh, that's always uh, human nature. Right. 
They don't know when to quit. Right, right. Now, Egypt, uh, ancient Egypt was a world superpower. Their government had absolute control over the life and death of its residents. And uh, as you say, miraculously, Egypt was reduced to rubble and the Israelites walked out carrying all the riches of Egypt like it's like payment, right, for their servitude. Just wondering what this tells us about God and how this is relevant to us. Well, the Jewish uh, tradition is that God is exquisitely just and uh, to the most minute of details. Mm both personally and nationally. And the Jewish tradition is that there is no free lunch and that uh, people who misbehave, there, are, uh, there is a day of judgment. Mm -hmm. How the day of judgment comes, when it comes, mm -hmm. what form it takes, we may not be aware, but there is no doubt that the day of judgment does come. And uh, Egypt paid a heavy price for the hundreds of years that it enslaved the Jewish people. It also is a uh, comment on the fact of ingratitude. Hmm. Because uh, Joseph and the Jewish people had so enriched Egypt. Uh, they had done so much for Egypt. And uh, instead of being grateful, so to speak, saying thank you, uh, they said, "No, we're going to get smarter. We're, you know, we're going to exploit them. Mm -hmm. We're afraid of them. They're too talented. They're too big. Do this, do that." And we've seen that throughout Jewish history. There is no nation in the world where the Jewish people have lived that they have not enriched that country, mm -hmm. culturally, financially, socially, ideologically, mm -hmm. and yet. Uh, if you go down the list, there are very few places that ever were grateful and ever showed that gratitude. And therefore, things happen in the world. Right. The great empires crumble. I mean, right. the, the 20th century began with uh, the German Empire, the French Empire, the British Empire, the Austro-Hungarian Empire, the Ottoman Empire. None of them have finished the century. Mm -hmm. The Russian Empire, the Soviet Union, all of it went by the wayside. I think a lot of it is simply ingratitude. Wow. This is a very uh, enlightening look at Passover because, as you've done, Rabbi Wine, you've shown us how it is definitely an ongoing story and very much relevant to us today. And I just want to thank you so much for speaking with us today about the relevance of Passover, Rabbi Beryl Wine. It was my pleasure, and everybody should have a good holiday. There is no shortage of articles, audio and video classes, recipes and music, and so much more in the Passover section on H.com. Check them out and have a beautiful Passover, and thanks for listening. Mm -hmm.